thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. So this is a story I've been dying for us to do because uh, I'm sure many of you know this feeling. Are you the kind of person who really doesn't like confrontation? Maybe throughout your life you've avoided confrontation in many different forms as much as you possibly can. Are you the kind of person that when someone asks you to do something, you actually want to say no because your hands are full and you're busy? Or are you the kind of person who just goes, yes, I'll do it even though you want to say no? Or are you the person who just says, no, I'm afraid I can't do it, but perhaps you can speak to so-and-so or perhaps uh, you could ask me next week and I'll see if that's possible. How do you get over the fear of disappointing one another? and disappointing others. And if you are afraid of conflict, how do you um, start to find joy <laughs> in disappointing others? Ruthie Zarai is a life and leadership coach, and she's going to be hosting a free masterclass online, focusing on how to prioritize your own needs above other people's needs. Ruthie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Ruthie, I, as I say, this is um, something that um, sits close to my heart because even though I am, I'm ready to go into battle on something I believe, I very often feel quite awful after the battle, if that makes any sense at all. Talk to us about um, the people who are people pleasers and how we can shift that approach uh, to the world. Well, in my work as a, as a life a coach. Um, it's really um, kind of originated from my own story as a recovering people pleaser. So um, about seven years ago, I hit the wall, I burnt out and I realized that I burnt out from pretending to be somebody that I wasn't really putting everybody else's needs before mine, having severe difficulty with saying no, um, self sacrificing myself to the point where my body said stop because I was so integrated with that identity of being a people pleaser. So for me, um, my work really comes from my own journey and process. And it's kind of been mind blowing to see how pervasive people pleasing is, how often we really say yes when we want to say no, <laughs> how uncomfortable we are with saying no, um, how we go through life pretending and building up a lot of tension and frustration and resentment within ourselves, you know, which long-term can lead to disease. And I've seen this across all ages, cultures, genders, like people-pleasing is very pervasive, sometimes in very subtle ways, sometimes in very obvious ways, right? For me, my sticking point was with my family, my core family. I had, I had strong difficulties um, in setting boundaries with my um, parents that, you know, is a direct connection to culture, right? And I lost myself in that. So really my work is to help people find back to the neutrality of their own preferences and understanding that saying no is not about disappointing other people. Saying no is about the joy of finding your way back to yourself, to your truth, to your authenticity. You know, when you talk about um, being a people pleaser, I, I assume, and I, I stand to be corrected, that what it really is, is about understanding what boundaries are and that they don't need to be concrete, but that one needs to be able to say, this really is, I suppose it's the difference between what is your core and what is your flex. Like, at what point are you able to flex and change and shift? 
But at what point are you saying, no, this is my core and I'm saying no to this? Absolutely. I think that's a great way to put it. It's not about rigidity. It's not about putting up walls. It's about being able to kind of like in the, the great way that you put it, just to feel into the space around you and to honor the space that you need to be able to be yourself. And that is definitely something that needs to be adapted based on situations and the needs of the situation. But to be able to uh, tune in to that skill set, I guess, to be able to assess like, how much space do I need in this situation? What do I need? Um, how do I negotiate space in, in this professional space or in this romantic relational space or in this like family space? But to understand that's something that is really like um, it's a skill set that we need to to practice so that we can apply it in a way that keeps us safe, but um, also open in relationships. So often what I teach is that, yes, it's about boundaries, but it's not about putting up walls, but it's really about self-honoring ourselves. So how does one do that? So um, someone says to me, I need you to go and do this, or and I then say, internally I'm thinking no I can't go and do that I just don't have the time and then I start to feel angry with them I say yes all right I'll go and do it and then I feel angry with them and I feel angry with myself for for saying yes as well when I know that literally I'm not going to be able to do it how does one actually stop that so um, the people that I work with are often recovering people pleasers recovering empaths highly sensitive people right so what happens is in these situations, there's a very strong physiological response. The nervous system kicks in. We feel that um, a big threat is coming our way. And that threat is like that fear of saying no. And what happens is that what kicks in often, what I've found with a lot of uh, you know my clients is this fawn response. So what happens is we, we, we experience the discomfort. So to get rid of the discomfort, we just we just want to say yes as much as possible because that physical discomfort is so strong. So what I normally do with my clients is really encourage them to, in those moments, to practice to just slow down so that you can notice that this is a physiological response that is happening. Slow down, connect with your breath and understand, get some grounding so that you can actually connect to the fact that you are safe. What's happening is just, a physiological response that you can learn how to manage. So slowing down is the first thing, connecting with your breath, and then also actually creating some space between yourself and the, and the request and saying, hey, can I just take a beat? I'll get back to you in 15 minutes, an hour, tomorrow, so that you can give yourself some time and space to actually see, is this something that I truly want to say yes to or am I self-sacrificing? And if I am self-sacrificing, how much do I want to self-sacrifice? Can I negotiate? So I think the understanding what's happening, the physiological response, and then also slowing down to kind of catch up with yourself and give yourself some, some time to understand how you want to manage this situation is great. And if you practice this over time, it becomes second nature after a while. But in the beginning, I think it's really important to put some time between the request and your response. You know, you in, in your um, document around it, you, you note that you might be a people pleaser if you feel apologetic for honoring your own boundaries. And that's a very um, conscious thing that one has to address. So if, as you say, you say, no, this is my time and I'm accepting it and I'm taking it. Instead of feeling, oh, I feel so bad I did that. Ooh, one should really be able to like 
consciously say to oneself, you know what? Well done, Michelle. You know, <laughs> you did a brilliant thing there. <laughs> yeah. Is that not the case? Yes, absolutely. And that's why, like, in the work that I do as a, as a life coach is, like, I'm always tying this work of overcoming people pleasing and self-sacrificing and you know our severe difficulties with disappointing other others to our goals and our dreams like so what are we sacrificing in our own lives by you know being so afraid of disappointing others by being so afraid of saying no so attaching it to the dream to the vision what would you do if you had all this extra time how would you feel you know what and I talk about emotional freedom a lot in my work like how could life feel to you if you were to move through life where your yes meant yes and your no and your no actually meant no right so really tapping into to it's I want to go back to what you said initially about boundaries a lot of this work is about creating space around yourself so that you can connect with yourself and your truth and your authenticity so that you can really pursue the things that you want in your life or just live life the way that you want. But it's hard to do that if you're not freeing up some of that space around you that you're currently spending on like um, just self-sacrificing and, and giving to others when you really don't have that much to give or giving when you don't want to, right? So I think that authenticity piece is really, really important, but tying it to like, who would I be if I stopped giving up pieces of way, uh, pieces of myself all the time to other people? What would I do? What would I do with my time in my life? Ruthie, in closing, because we do have to get out of here, people are wanting to listen to you, maybe attend the free masterclass. How do they do it? They join uh, the free masterclass by going to my Instagram at RuthieZI. And um, there is a sign-up link in my bio. You can also go to my website, send me a message, send me an email. But Instagram is the easiest way. We still have um, a couple of spots left. We have over 60 people signed up for the free masterclass um, happening this Tuesday, 16th of August, 6 p.m., which is the same time, South African time, I believe. So, yeah. Join me on my Instagram, sign up there via my link in bio. Ruthie Zariah, and you can get hold of her on her website, ruthiezariah.com, and the website uh, address is R-U-T-H-I-E-Z-E-R-A-I.com. On time exactly, 8 o'clock, time for the news. Good morning.